So, uh, welcome to the fifth episode of the, the Stanford podcast. So, um, to introduce ourselves, uh, we're a youth group. Uh, we're in the west end of Newcastle. And, uh, yeah, so, like, we're pretty much, like, we're just, we're discussing, like, educational and, like, social issues. Like, like for example, like, when people, like, immigrate into the country, like, when they have, like, nothing, like, their, their poverty and stuff. Uh, so yeah, um, my name's Akempa. And my name's Dana. We're both members of the activism group Stanford. Um, so it's a pleasure to have you here, of course. Um, today we'll, we'll, you'll be like introducing yourself to like everyone who doesn't know Anthony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, thank you very much. But, um, um, I am actually honoured and delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My name is uh, Habib Rahman. I'm the current uh, Lord Mayor of our wonderful city of uh, Newcastle upon Tyne, um, and I look forward to this uh, conversation. So, uh, like, so you're the first ever non-white uh, Lord Mayor of Newcastle, and that also broke a 400-year record. So, like, could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. <laughs> so, just to uh, uh, correct you. Um, I've uh, broken over 800 years of record um, and it's a horrible record that for the past 800 years there's, there, there, there has never been a person of colour uh, to be uh, the Lord Mayor or uh, Mayor in the sequence of mayoralty here in uh, Newcastle and uh, do I feel great? Actually I feel the top of the world um, you know, it's a, uh, it's a really horrible record to uh, break, uh, but I suppose uh, uh, it needed to be broken. Uh, it should have been broken ages ago uh, because uh, people of colour, uh, black and Asian minority ethnic people, um, have been uh, contributing to British uh, society, uh, Britain, British way of life, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, um, and uh, my elevation, uh, the first citizen of the city, is just a tiny indication of the huge uh, contribution uh, that uh, we black people have been uh, making. So um, I'm absolutely thrilled and honored uh, to be um, holding on to this uh, uh, role. Did it feel isolating when you first like got there? Um, did it feel isolating? No, I, I, I think it, it was more uh, uh, celebratory, you know, I was thrilled. Um, uh, but getting there was a, uh, was a, was a tough um, job. Uh, and like I said, some of my predecessors uh, perhaps should have had the opportunity uh, to have uh, served the office. Uh, but uh, getting there was a job. Once I got there, hey, when you reach the heights, it's all about uh, uh, celebration, isn't it? It's all about holding on to the moment um, and achieving um, uh, much more beyond that. So, yeah. Uh, what are some of the challenges um, you have faced like, since you were the first ever VAME? 
1200. Yeah. So what, what are some of the challenges that I faced uh, getting to where I am now? Yeah. Um, okay. So um, I think uh, first thing to understand is uh, the Lord Mayor of our city uh, has another role. So firstly, uh, you have to be an elected councillor. So I'm a councillor first. Um, and it's my electorates, uh, people that I represent in the ward who elect me. And once you are a councillor, it's the councillors who uh, decide to um, elect somebody among us uh, to be the Lord Mayor. So uh, that was a challenge in itself. Uh, when I, uh, so I, I, I um, led a successful election campaign in 2010. At that point in the city, uh, there was only two uh, people of colour, two black or Asian minority who were councillors then. And uh, number of councillors are 78. So out of 78, only two were of colour. Um, and my successful election in 2010, um, I became the third uh, councillor um, of, of colour. Um, and you can imagine how uh, a tough uh, a challenge that is to shape our political structure to be uh, diverse. Newcastle is a very multicultural and diverse city. Uh, we should have more than three councillors from black and Asian um, ethnic minority communities. So that in itself was a challenge. Um, and uh, politics is no different to um, just to use uh, school. So you, you are school kids um, in your particular years. Um, it's all about putting your effort in to make yourself a better person, uh, for you to become more wiser, uh, for uh, you to achieve your potential come end of the year. Um, and of course, GCSE, you've got to uh, you've got to work for it in order to pass your examination kind of thing. So um, after my successful election, uh, it was a case of, well, how do I demonstrate my ability and my skills within uh, the council for my peers to see uh, the qualities in me uh, um, for me to break into um, getting into certain powerful position. So once you're elected, you are known as, here's a phrase I'll use, a backbencher. So uh, backbencher means, um, it, it, it's only, uh, this is a term applied to politicians. So you've got um, in, I'll give you central government as an example. So you've got the leader of the country known as the, the prime minister. Then you've got number of ministers who hold on to certain ministerial positions. Every other MPs are known as backbenchers. So in local term, you've got the leader of the council and you've got a number of uh, councillors who hold on to a number of uh, cabinet positions and everybody else is known as backbenchers. So uh, because we, we don't have a particular cabinet post, um, uh, it's from the backbench. How do I get to the front of the bench? Uh, so that's always a challenge for backbenchers to demonstrate uh, and to show uh, the leader, um, the leadership team, the credential. Um, it took a while, uh, and I, uh, another record that I hold on to, in 2018, four years ago, seems ages, um, I became the city's first and only uh, uh, black 
cabinet member appointed. So I was appointed into a cabinet role. First time ever uh, a person of colour uh, uh, held onto a cabinet post. Um, and from there on, um, I suppose my credentials uh, and my um, skill and qualities uh, was visible. Uh, and here I am. Uh, in uh, 2019, I was appointed um, as the deputy. And I should have been the Lord Mayor in 2020, 2020, 2021, uh, uh, calendar year. But because of COVID, uh, I was delayed um, or rather um, extended. So um, I uh, remained a deputy for two years. And my predecessor, the last uh, Lord Mayor, he remained in his position for two years um, and um, I, I took uh, the next step. Um, I was elevated on, uh, on the 26th of May 2021. I was inaugurated as the city's uh, first uh, uh, Black Lord Mayor. That's great. Um, also, in, within our group, we're going to focus on like immigrants and mm -hmm. people who migrate to this um, country for refuge. Mm -hmm. And since you're not originally from here, like, could you tell us the hardships of you know adjusting to the um, area yeah you, you've done your homework on me how many years <laughs> impressed um, so um, i was born in bangladesh born and raised in bangladesh and i uh, came to this uh, country straight uh, here in newcastle to the northeast um, and can i just say the best part of britain um, northeast is newcastle is <laughs> Uh, when I was um, 11, coming 12, um, and um, of course for anyone to move away from your birth city and your birth country into another country, um, you've got a number of challenges. Um, uh, your, your, your culture, uh, your tradition, your language barriers, every other barriers, food and weather. Weather is terrible here isn't it it's always freezing um so it doesn't matter our, our summertime is you've got a little bit of sun one day entire summer so that was a, a challenge uh compelled uh with the level of racism that uh, victimization uh, uh, and harassment uh, that i uh, encountered at a very early stage when i um, landed here um, in, uh, in in Newcastle, so that was tough. Uh, that was tough. Um, food and everything else, uh, but with any uh, challenges, you learn to uh, overcome them. Uh, my uh, biggest barrier then was uh, I didn't have any grasp of English when I first came to came to UK. So that that was another challenge uh, to get on the books, learn your ABCs and start to uh, learn the language. Because once you've learned the language, you have the tools to challenge someone if they are being nasty, horrible, discriminatory towards you because you have the, uh, 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 you've, you've got the language to uh, um, uh, defend and challenge. So, um, you know those were those were the early challenges um, and eventually uh, overcoming them one by one by one but it's a it's a tough uh, task for anyone uh, 
move into a, uh, another country that they've never ever heard of. I've, I've never heard of Britain um, living in, uh, um, in a very rural village in Bangladesh. Um, all of a sudden, you know, whoa, I am in Britain, England, a place called Newcastle, snowy, cold, um, not enough food that I would eat. You know, but plenty of uh, pastries and gregs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you've supported a lot of charities, and um, one being the stories of racism you like called. So, um, yeah, so uh, what made you like, like, what's so special about this charity that you like that you support it? Well, first and foremost, it's a, uh, um, uh, uh, not, not just me, I think all of us in Newcastle. Uh, we Geordies are very proud uh, that Shore Racing the Red Card is uh, took shape and was established here in Newcastle. It's ours. It's Newcastle's uh, uh, charity and Shore Racing the Red Card, right, right at this moment, is the world's leading anti-racist project um, using education to challenge discriminatory behaviours uh, and providing anti-racist training um, uh, using uh, football as a medium and uh, my experiences of uh, being a victim of uh, racism, uh, uh, racial um, abuse and assault uh, made me more determined um, and uh, I initially uh, joined the show race in the red card uh, at the very first inception so when it was uh, uh, taken shape back in 1996 um, I was uh, the uh, campaign's, uh, one of its management committee members. So um, I started shaping it. Um, and since then, through my various professional uh, professional uh, uh, role in life, I've continued to support the campaign. Um, we do need projects like Shores and the Red Card to stamp out and eliminate racism. Racism of any form should not exist. Uh, we should see each human beings as just human beings. Um, nothing uh, more to that, uh, but um, it is a problem, it is an issue. Racism is real, uh, not just here in Britain, everywhere. Um, and when we see it, we need to deal with it, uh, we need to challenge it, um, and we need to uh, eliminate it um, rightly, uh, you know, um, through the right channels sure is in the red card is one of those channels so uh, yeah i'm very proud to be uh, supporting the campaign and uh, continue to support yeah so since we're a part of um an activism group and uh and a youth and we do youth work so how do you think youth work has changed over these years Ooh, hugely um uh, so sadly right at this moment um youth work is virtually non-existence compared to uh, my era. So uh, back in my days, um, you had youth club here, youth club there, in almost every every corners. You had a, a girls only club, you had a boys only club, um, you had a, a diverse only uh, 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 club that's going on. Um, and that was fantastic because it gave um, young people the opportunity just go in, chill, enjoy the social recreation activities and just be your natural self. And if you uh, are part of, or if you can't be part of a, a group, 
that gives you that uh, opportunity and offers you safe space, then you are now comfortable and able to discuss any issues that you face. So you're able to now reach out. Um, if you're comfortable with your mates or the very youth workers, um, if you had a problem at school, bullying or harassment or whatever, uh, this is the first point of um, engaging and seeking uh, the right set of support. So compared to uh, the youth uh, circle or uh, the, the, the youth work in my days to now, it's like non-existent. One of the big problems that we have with society or uh, um, uh, in, in terraces and in cities is we don't have enough youth provision for young people to go in to enjoy, be their natural selves, um, away from boredom, isolation, um, and alleviating so much emotion and tension that every young people goes through. Whether you're a primary school uh, child coming to the end of your primary school, about to enter, oh, a tough world, which is a high school, uh, it, 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 it's a challenge. And if you had a space where you could just go enjoy and chill with your mates um, and uh, have no one judge you because of who you are, uh, what you look like, uh, that's the kind of environment we should have. We don't. That's probably one of the reasons why we have more antisocial issue. Uh, the various of uh, 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 cultures surrounding young people uh, and touch wood, we don't have your your gang or uh, your drug culture um, here in this part of the world compared to Midlands and, and um, further south. Uh, but if we had a sound uh, youth provision, then some of those issues um, uh, perhaps wouldn't wouldn't have been there. We might have been able to uh, deal with those. So um, it's a vital need the youth services. Um, and uh, whatever very uh, few youth service that exists, it's the volunteer, uh, voluntary organization. People like Successful, all who uh, uh, have initiated something like this, so it's fantastic, great on them. And all I say to the uh, uh, kids, uh, the ones who uh, uh, use the avenue, uh, keep on uh, um, attending. Uh, you know, um, you'll soon realize how much you're getting out of it, out, out from it, mentally, emotionally, and even up to a certain extent. Uh, physically, because you know you, you'd be able to, uh, 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 you know, uh, develop uh, naturally and uh, freely. Yeah. So, uh, so in terms of like young people in the northeast and like in Newcastle and stuff, uh, like what would you say is like the biggest problem for them, and like how can we change that? Yeah. Um. So uh, right at this moment, uh, lack of youth um, activities and opportunities. That's definitely one. And it depends if you're a certain generation. So you guys, uh, you've a long time ago before you finish school, then in, in your uh, college to do your sixth form, then into your universities to graduate, uh, then there's another barrier. Job. We don't have jobs. Um, and certainly uh, this part of the world, um, uh, career uh, uh, job opportunity is uh, uh, very low. So that's, a, that's another a huge problem um, and um, your uh, health and uh, well-being uh, 
the needs um, of young people um, and of course we've got a big uh, crisis on uh, your uh, uh, um, uh, housing so homes once you're if you're of a certain age category i.e uh, post uni now you're thinking well i want my own house well unfortunately we don't have enough um, housing stock from our social housing so council property um, and if you wanted to seek mortgage well you've got to have a job uh, and job is a big uh, a big problem uh, and of course the other is uh, your various uh, mental and emotional health so when you have nothing then you're burdening your, uh, your, 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 your head and all horrible emotions and thoughts are there um, and you've got no sense of direction, you've got no sense of ambition uh, because the opportunity, the support, the provision isn't there. That's when people start to suffer mentally. So uh, there's a lot of things that we as society need to do to uh, create opportunities uh, for our younger generations of people um, and that's a that's a tough challenge um, and um, I, I really feel for the younger uh, younger people uh, of that uh, core group um, I think uh, if I were to reflect on my youth days um, at least what I had was the youth provision where I could go um, and bounce ideas um, you know um, have a one-to-one -one with my youth workers and pour my heart out for them to advise me, uh, pick me up kind of thing. Um, and that's lacking from this generation of people. So you haven't that source of advice and inspiration um, and direction moving forward. Um, and of course, COVID didn't help either. Uh, it was the, the groups of your GCSE, your A-level students who were severely hampered as were uh, primary age schools missing vital education those two years um, that would have knocked a lot of people down so yeah uh, so um thanks for being with us uh you definitely learn a lot from it and uh yeah it's been a pleasure it's been a, my pleasure to be with you uh with you guys yeah and you guys are absolutely a, a, a tremendous fantastic if you continue your interview skills like this hey you've got a long way to go uh, yeah yeah thank, thank you thank you very much indeed